As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Welcome to the Action and Ambition Podcast. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser. And with us, we have a very special guest. Natalie DeMary is a founder and CEO of CryptoFem. Founded in 2021, CryptoFem is for women of all experiences. With a team of advisors, the goal of CryptoFem is to become a DAO that brings crypto to 1 million women by 2030. Natalie, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Action and Ambition Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, Chase. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So... Where does this story begin for you? I, I was looking you up before our uh, conversation this morning, and you have a very eclectic and obviously talented background. So how did you get into the crypto space? So I've been an entrepreneur for the past seven years. Um, I got into it originally, like many people I know, through an MLM. Um, I was working as a financial advisor for Primerica. And, you know, it wasn't for me. Um, it works out for a lot of people that that type of business is just not for me. Mm -hmm. um, however, if it wasn't for that experience, I would never have become a full-time entrepreneur. Um, and and really what drew me to the, to the lifestyle is the marketing aspect of it. And I quickly learned, you know, I started taking all these online courses that a lot of people take. I learned Facebook advertising. I started doing some freelance ads. I started an agency. I started doing marketing strategy consulting. Um, and my last consulting client actually was a blockchain-based company. And this was a few years ago. Um, at the time, I knew nothing about crypto. I knew that Bitcoin existed. I knew that Ethereum existed. But other than that, I didn't know anything. Um, But after doing some consulting for them, you know, within six months, I was doing crypto full time. I was pretty much just hooked on it. Um, and that's what kind of gave me the idea to start CryptoFem, just to get more women into the space. Absolutely. So what was it like starting CryptoFem sort of in the middle of a pandemic from an entrepreneurial standpoint? Um, I guess March of 2020, we had the big dip in crypto. So it was... Mm -hmm. A lot of people were, were very scared. Um, a lot of people saw it as being an, an opportune time to invest. And 
you know, I guess, I guess for me, I try to spread the message as much as I could that it was the best time to buy. Um, and really, I was just focused on, you know, on getting more women in the crypto at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's interesting to me about about the crypto space and the blockchain space, just generally speaking, is that there's all sorts of different reasons that people are interested in it, right? So there's there there are the sort of the 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 technologically minded people who are interested in it because of the different advantages of blockchain technology and decentralized autonomy. And then of course, there's sort of the opportunist investment types who are in it for sort of like a quick get rich quick uh, scheme. And then finally, there's sort of the um, fiat currency alarmists who are interested in it because you know there's a lot of doubt around the future of the US dollar particularly. So what is it about the crypto space that really captured your attention? You know, I definitely see it as a as a strategy for wealth creation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you know what you're doing in crypto, you know what to look out for, you know what to really hone in on. Um, it's easy to find projects that will generate a lot of money quickly. Um, but at the same time, just the philosophical, um, you know, aspect of, of crypto and blockchain technology was, was really something that drew me in as well. Um, a lot of people think of, of crypto as being the super libertarian phenomenon mm -hmm. you know people can invest in it there's little to no regulations um obviously more regulations are coming but for now it's, it's kind of like the wild west situation but so, there's something interesting about crypto um specifically with DAOs, uh decentralized autonomous organizations uh these are basically co-op communities you know these communities of people um that are united around some common cause or goal. Sometimes it is a charity that formulates a DAO. Sometimes it's a for-profit company. But um, these groups of people are actually, it's kind of interesting because if you, if you think about it, it's kind of an intersection between socialism and libertarianism, libertarianism um, these DAOs in the blockchain, in the sense that these communities are governed by rules that have been set up in, on the blockchain and you know as opposed to a government so it's kind of like self-governed everyone has equal ownership in the DAO um, but at the same time everyone has like full autonomy and it's pretty interesting yeah that is fascinating and I noticed that the um, sort of one of the main missions of of your project is bringing crypto to 1 million women by 2030 can you talk a little bit about the discrepancy or the dis disparity rather uh, between men in the space and women in the space and, and why you think that is and how we can rectify it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you mentioned before, there, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people come to crypto. Um, you know, just investing, just being interested in the technology or, you know, being skeptical of fiat. So one thing I noticed once I started getting more and more full time into crypto is that, you know, the space is just dominated by men. Um, when it comes to investors, I found a statistic that only 15% of investors are women. And it's even worse when it comes to people with careers in crypto. Um, only 4% of developers and, and founders out there in the crypto space are women. So I just saw this as a really huge opportunity to create a culture in crypto that attracted more women. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of the coaching and consulting industry like 10 to 20 years ago, 
it was pretty much dominated by men the same way that crypto is dominated today. But um, some sort of cultural shift happened with the boss babe movement. And now I would say that there's just as many women um, in that space as there are men. What movement was that Was that, that you just mentioned? Uh, the boss babe movement. Oh, okay. I got you. I thought, for some reason, I thought you were saying a name like boss babe. <laughs> but now, now I understand what you mean. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so what kind of strategies is CryptoFem using in order to attract women? So we're leaning forward with education and mentorship. Mm. Um, you know, we see crypto as being something that's hard to break into um, for the average person. And, you know, there's a lot of influencers out there, and, you know, oftentimes celebrities that people trust because they've been following them on social media for years. And these influencers get paid to shill crypto projects. Um, you know, oftentimes they don't even like care about the project, but they're just given money to share it with their followers. And these people, these crypto beginners who are curious about crypto and they see this person that they idolize sharing a project, they just buy into it without knowing any of the details, without knowing if it's a good investment. Um, so I see this as being kind of a problem. And I think that the biggest thing that we can offer to women is education and knowing how to do their own research in crypto. Mm, yeah. Well, and we saw a lot of pushback in the in the big tech space uh, a number of years ago when when Facebook formally announced that it was going to ban all advertisements for IPOs. And a lot of people thought that was just because Facebook at the time was developing its own cryptocurrency. The, I think it was called the Libra. But mm -hmm. um, since I think it's backed off on, on, on creating that currency because there was some pushback from Congress. But um, the scam, the scam aspect of the crypto space really has, I think, been detrimental to the reputation of the technology and the I ideal of crypto as a whole, despite the fact that cryptocurrency and blockchain technology um, as an idea is is sort of pure, right? And, 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 and true. There's just sort of people that exploit that uh, opportunity and they, they develop these, these, these tools, these tokens and these platforms um, and sort of take advantage of just the pump and dump mentality in the space, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what steps do you recommend that people take um, in order to vet a project that they're potentially interested in getting involved with, whether financially or personally? So I actually offer um, a 21-step checklist that people can use um, to score potential crypto investments. Um, you know, they can get, based on the items on the list, they can give this a point, so I give it zero points, or give it two points, um, depending on what the answer is to each line um, on the list. And, you know, when they're done with that, they can look at the tally and see if it's something that's good to invest in or not. And that's personally what I do. And then in addition to that, um, I sort of, you know, the team and I sort of came up with these 10 commandments of crypto investing. Um, and these are these are just like more of a general rules of thumb. Um, for example, like don't follow FOMO, um, you know, don't listen to influencers who are telling you to buy, you know, of course, buy the dip, that's a really common one. And then not your keys, not your crypto. So what that refers to is uh, for people who don't, um, who may, might be beginners in crypto, um, that refers to when you have your crypto on an exchange or on a mm -hmm. centralized platform, you know, if the platform were to go bankrupt or, you know, they weren't able to pay back some of their investors and become insolvent, 
you don't necessarily get whatever crypto you have on that platform back. Right. You know, so so that's why it's always a good idea if you're holding any amount of crypto long term, unless you have insurance on your crypto, it's a good idea to keep it in a wallet. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, brother-in-law is uh, a crypto enthusiast himself, and he uh, he advocates the ledger um, quite a bit. I think he even gave me one for my birthday one year, just mm -hmm. to sort of offload it from the exchange. And we've seen a lot of that with with the with the recent sort of dive in, in cryptocurrency. These exchanges sort of declaring bankruptcy or at least having substantial financial troubles. Can you tell me a little bit about the um, cryptocurrency insurance space? Is it legit? Are there are there uh, partners that you recommend that people work with? Um, there's nothing yet that I recommend and not because it's not legit, but only because it's so new and, you know, we, we kind of have to see use cases from it and, and like success from it, um, before recommending it to people. Sure. That makes sense. So what are your goals over the next 12 months or so in, in, uh, with, with this project? So we are launching our first beta cohort for the beginner level education um, at the end of this month in August, 2022. And- Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The end of October, we launched our second one. And then after that, we're gonna assess if we're ready to launch it publicly or not. Um, the idea long-term is to, you know, completely make the crypto fem education and programs all Web3 based. So what that would mean is that people are actually incentivized to go through the education because as they complete their modules and their sections um, each week, they get paid in the CryptoFem rewards token uh, called Femia. And this is not out yet. Um, we, don't, we actually don't have this released yet, but uh, the idea is that a portion of what people pay into buying the programs, a portion of that goes toward Femia, uh, liquidity in the rewards coin. And, some of it is paid out for people who complete the program. Some of it is, is paid to people who volunteer in the community. Maybe they sign up to help with events. Maybe they have some sort of skill like copywriting or like marketing or admin skills, and they can volunteer their time and energy to help the community um, and in exchange earn FEMIA token. That's awesome. So what is something that you, you know now that you wish you would have known when you started this project? Um, something I know now, I guess I, I wish I had known more about tokenomics and, and crypto and also known more about like the utility of crypto, like, like DAOs and smart contracts and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and so how did you, given the lack of resources in the space, the very resources that you're developing for others? How did you develop the the knowledge and, and wherewithal to sort of know how to be an educator in the space? Honestly, just meeting up with so many people involved in crypto. Many of these people have actually been in crypto for like five, even 10 years. So mm -hmm. they've been in the space longer than me. And, you know, when it comes to certain like technical aspects in crypto, they probably know a whole lot more than I do. But it all comes down to just your network and finding the right people who are skilled in, in like a certain thing. And also I was very lucky to have a mentor. Um, her name is Alex. And, you know, I was in her mastermind for a time. So on the investing side of crypto, I learned a whole lot from her. Yeah. And that's one thing that comes up time and time again with this podcast is the importance of mentorship uh, in, in, in any entrepreneurial endeavor. 
Can you talk a little bit more about how mentorship has been pivotal for you and, and um, what you've learned from that experience? Yeah, it's, you know, people's egos can prevent them from wanting to learn from others. Mm. But um, I don't think anyone will ever be in a place in their life where they can't learn something from someone else. You know, even even billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they have, I'm sure they have their own coaches in, in a variety of things who who help them. Just because they're, you know, the, among the most successful people in the world doesn't mean that they know everything and that they can't learn something new. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had to guess, where do you think the crypto space is going to be in by 2030? What do you think it's going to look like? That's such a hard question. You I know, know. <laughs> it, we, we could see Bitcoin at like a million or millions of dollars. We could see Bitcoin just totally eclipsed by Ethereum and Ethereum being the new Bitcoin. Um, I don't think crypto is going away because there's there's just way too much, um, you know, influential wealth, wealth, I would say, in, in crypto now. Um, mm. So it's it's probably too big to fail. Um, that being said, like, I don't, I don't know if Bitcoin's going to stay number one. I don't know if something else is going to top it. And I also don't know if, if it's just going to just like shoot up like that, or if it's going to gradually go up and, and just still have its fair share of dips every few years. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just interesting to think about what the future of cryptocurrency could be in the context of, of increased regulation. Obviously, uh, China has been a big advocate of digital currency. We've had the Federal Reserve talk about the importance of establishing sort of a digital dollar. And so I'm curious to see if the centralized establishment uh, institutions that we have in place are going to sort of adopt blockchain technology, but in such a way that it subverts the um, authenticity and uh, and decentralized autonomy of these other independent pro projects. Um, I think the de decentralized nature of crypto will always outpace any efforts towards centralization. Mm. And that's that's not to promote like any, you know, specifically privacy tokens and and like make privacy token maximalists happy. Sure. Um, but it, it's just a fact. Like there's always just gonna come so many new ways of innovation and, and so many new blockchains that promote privacy. You know, maybe maybe decentralized crypto could become something of a black market. Um, similar to what was it called? Was it Silk Road? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably nothing near as dark as that. But um, but I do think that decentralization isn't going away, um, even if governments do launch their own centralized currencies. That makes sense. So where can people find you and follow your story as well as engage with CryptoFem? So I'm on Facebook. Um, if you just go to natalie.consulting slash facebook you can find me um if you go to link.cryptofam.org slash group um you can find our facebook group uh right now we're not on a discord yet um just because you know 85 percent of our audience is beginners mm -hmm. um the the idea is to start growing a twitter account and you know once we have more intermediate and, and like advanced crypto women in our community, then we can start a Discord. But if you'd like to find us on on Twitter or, you know, Medium, we have a blog. We have accounts on pretty much every social. It's just a matter of getting more of an audience. Absolutely. Well, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Action and Ambition podcast. I'm really 
inspired by your story and what you're doing with CryptoFem. And I hope that you come back and join us after some more time passes and, and let us know how things are developing. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chase. Absolutely. Take care, Natalie. And bye. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.